0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Journey to the Rise. I'm your host, Lucretia. In today's episode, we talk with Deanna Zerwanka Lamont, a small-town girl who felt drawn to Sedona, Arizona. She began her career working in radio. That experience helped her hone her marketing skills and the importance of connecting with community. Even though she had a comfortable and secure position working at the radio station, she felt a pull. Part of her kept wondering if there was more to life beyond what she knew at the time. She decided to listen to that nudge, as she likes to call it, and it brought her to her purpose in life. Deanna talks about the importance of listening to that nudge we often receive when we are meant to follow our heart's desire. This is an insightful conversation, and it will become a two-part series as we went way over on our time together. Let's not wait any longer. Please welcome my guest, Deanna Zerwanka lamont I am so excited to welcome our guest today. This woman is living proof that if you grew up in a small town, you still are capable of doing amazing things. I say this because unfortunately it seems like in small towns you don't have the exposure to things like you do in a larger metropolitan area and what's amazing about this woman if you go to her website she talks about how she is an intuitive energy healer a wellness guide she helps women bring the best out of them so we can be the best for ourselves i already warned her this episode is going to go long so get ready for a two-part series with this. and i know it's going to be life altering and i know i'm ready i hope you're ready deanna thank you so much for taking time for us today I have your very busy schedule
1: Oh my gosh, Lucretia, I am super excited. Super excited. And what's time, right? We can, time is malleable.
0: I'm not that busy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not that busy changing lives of women. Not at all.
0: (laughs) So I just want to kick it off, like, where did you end up growing up? Because you grew up in a very small
1: community. I did. Uh, Northwest Wisconsin, rural area, Cameron, Cameron, Wisconsin, and that was middle school and high school years, and it was preceded, uh, my parents were originally from that area, and they had moved when I was a baby to um, Beloit. So oh. Beloit, Wisconsin is on the very southernmost point of yeah. Wisconsin. But back then, it was, you know, our... Our playground was our neighborhood. It was okay to run around the neighborhood and, you know, stay within the block or whatever. Uh, so yeah. And then starting in fifth grade, moved to Cameron.
0: Oh, wow. And so like, what was life for you like as a kid growing up? Like, did you have good family values? Did, did, do you feel there was anything intuitive at that age that kind of brought you to where you are now?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing is well, th- before I say that, uh very good family values. I can't say I was always very good at following those values. <laughs> darn it, <laughs> my mom would really say, hmm. <laughs> you weren't that perfect child, you know um but my my parents are still living there um they've been married sixty six years, and oh wow. Uh, I know that they did the very best that they could do. Of course, parenting doesn't come with a, a manual. And you'd think after tens of thousands of years, we'd have it figured out, but we don't. No. And, um, and I think that that's you know, part, of, part of the journey. But um, uh, family values, I grew up Catholic. And so you know, going to church was a weekly thing. And nature, nature was a big piece of growing up. We oh, wow. were, you know, lucky enough to always have land, and I swear, and you know, I would love to talk to my parents about this, and I probably will. Um, I started kindergarten at four, which meant, um, you know, I remember my sisters being in school, so the next sister older would be a year older, which would put me at three, and I remember being in the woods by myself playing and exploring and you know having conversations with you know fairies yeah <laughs> and leaves yeah. and trees and um and uh in maybe that's just in my mind it felt like it was for hours maybe it was 20 minutes and maybe my mom was watching from the window who knows
0: yeah. but
1: that innate sense of connection with nature which ties in with the other part of what you were asking about um, that in piece or that knowingness I I everybody has it it's a it's like a muscle so um, I I believe early on I was aware of it because I always had this sense of there's got to be something more there's more than what I'm seeing here yeah I could feel it even though in my child mind I didn't have the words for it there was an, an innate sense Wow, that's, fan- that's
0: beautiful. And what a fantastic way to grow up to be able to have the freedom to be in the woods and really utilize your imagination and start that journey on your intuitiveness so early.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because I believe it's not just that outer nature, you know, outside nature that we see. It's also that inner nature. And there's a connection. What's going on outside is going on within. Than us. So, I, I really feel that nature's been a fantastic teacher and very, very lucky to have grown up that way.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, where did life take you after high school? Like, did you go to college? Did you just bust through the doors and get a job right away out of school?
1: Uh, after high school, I, I went to WIT, it was WITI at the time, a technical institute and uh just up the road in rice lake for marketing and it's really interesting my choice in doing so i was always a really shy person and i had a to this day so much gratitude for um, my forensics teacher in high school Ruth Ann gilbertson who really taught me so many skills to come out of my box but i wasn't there yet and i had a boyfriend and It's like, gosh, I can't leave my boyfriend. She encouraged me. My mom encouraged me. Go take a year and be a foreign exchange student. Go to a four-year college. Think outside, you know, small town. You can do anything. And my mom reiterated that too. But my dad, being the businessman that he is, Deanna, you can go to a four-year college. And then you're financially, you're on your own. If you go to a two-year school, I'll pay for it. Well, I have an entrepreneur mind as well. I'm yeah. going to WITC. I don't have to leave my boyfriend, which we didn't last, you know, that long anyway. But it's <laughs> you know the things that hold you back. Right. And in hindsight, you know, I didn't go get to go for philosophy and psychology because you know they say, well, there's no money in that um, or whatever. Uh, so I went to school for marketing and after I graduated, my very first interview was at the Baron New Shield, uh, and Jim Bell, who's still the editor, he owned it, um, and he's like, yeah, you're hired. Hit the streets. I'm like, no? No. I was was scared, silly. Like, I have no idea what the flip I'm doing. And it's like, okay, oh, okay. I grabbed my little notepad and down the street I went. And um so that jumped me into sales. So that was selling selling advertising for the Baron New Shield. And I loved working for the Bells. Um uh and it was like a it was like a family there. Mm-hmm. And then from there I was there almost eight years and now I have really? a new baby and and she wasn't even a year old and I was um asked to you know have an interview at WJMC radio and my initial answer was no I just had a baby I can work from home Um, I love my job I work on a hundred percent commission and uh, Tom Kozer the owners said you know it just doesn't hurt it just doesn't hurt to have an interview so I had nothing to lose Right. so I went in for the interview and and I did take that job and I was there for 26 years um, oh my selling god! selling advertising yeah yeah so
0: what's it like to work because that's a small small radio station what's it what's it like to work in such a small environment and for a small
1: community I you know what was a fun I always said it was a good gig Oh, this mm-hmm. is a good gig, because again, I worked on a hundred percent commission, so I was in charge of, um, you know, how what my outcome was. And Tom is an excellent marketer, so I learned a ton from him, and the opportunity with, uh, you know, my coworkers and the community of getting involved. So my territory uh, was just the one town some of the salespeople could go out you know different areas of northwest wisconsin and mine was just rice lake wisconsin and uh so it was really getting to know the business people developing a trust um because i was never a good salesperson i still am not i i dread asking after over 30 years you know (laughs) that was so hard for me but what was easy was having a conversation with people, hearing about their passion for their business, what their needs were, and truly listening. And then I either could come up with a plan that would help their business grow, or I couldn't and be honest about that. So I never really had to sell, I, and I say that lightly because yes, we were under the gun to sell. <laughs> but Right, um, I. Right. <laughs> uh, It it was more building relationships and trust with my clients, and so then you you get to see a different side of business people than you would just you know either walking into their business or seeing them on the street. So that was a huge benefit of being in a small town, because everybody wants to you know uh, support one another at the core. You know, is there competition of course, but um, I think overall. It was, an, it was a great experience, although I knew when it was time to leave. Really?
0: And what was yeah. the
1: deciding
0: factor there? Because, I mean, that's a long career to be dedicated to a company.
1: So what, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, it took me about eight years to do the change. For <laughs> eight <laughs> years, I felt this nudge because my heart was saying something different and it goes back to again being that little girl like is this all there is there was some uneasiness but i couldn't put my put my finger on it so again i'm asking myself like gosh is there is this all there is why do i feel the unease because my brain is telling me diana this is a good gig it's a right. good gig yeah. You can work from home. Um, you know there were there were some perks that I'm super grateful for. And um, anyway, <laughs> after doing my own you know self work, that's a you know lifelong process, and it will continue to be. The more I learn, the less I know. But um, I really got in touch with myself, and it's like I need to make the change. Because what I have figured out is the universe is always supporting us. Always. And you can fill in universe with whatever, right. um, you know, God, source. You know. Um, I don't mean any specific connotation when I say that. It's just a word I use. So the universe is always supporting us. And we'll get a little nudge, a little tickle, a little tap on the shoulder. You know, like, hmm. you might want to think about you know going this direction turn left instead of going right and when we don't listen that little nudge that little tap becomes a little stronger shove we still don't listen it becomes a push we still don't listen and it's a (laughs) kick in the pants and (laughs) very uncomfortable right so I had some other things in my life that I experienced that way at that time and I thought I need to let go here because really I had no guarantee for an income and I still need an income. So uh, I gave a six-month notice after my eight-year contemplation of being there, 26 (laughs) years total. (laughs) But um, uh, on, on my last day what I wanted to do was really follow my heart and step into you know my side business of inspiring wellness for life Uh, doing healing work and um, so I did it and I thought if universe if it's true if you truly have my back I'm gonna survive Lucretia oh my word (laughs) the universe surprises and delights me as it does everybody else um beyond my wildest dreams I can't imagine not having taken the leap yeah
0: We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more from our guest Deanna as she shares with us her experience when suddenly her parents needed her help at a time when her life was transitioning through turmoil. So all
1: of these things were happening at the same time. I had left my job, didn't have time to do healing work, and wasn't in a mental place too. I was stressed beyond belief.
0: To stand out on social media and the internet, for a business to grow, you need branding images that help express who you are and what you represent. Being a driven business owner, you already know your audience needs to see your brand show up on a regular basis before your potential clients will trust you enough to work with you. If your current messaging is inconsistent and lacks cohesiveness, then your customers will scroll past instead of click and look more into what you have to offer. With a branding photo session with Girl Boss Photography, you can tell a story through images. Utilizing those images in your marketing and content strategy will enhance your appearance and help build a connection to your existing and potential clients. Girl Boss Photography loves working with small and medium-sized businesses to help them build a strong visual brand. By partnering with creative entrepreneurs listening to their goals, Girl Boss Photography curates a branding session That will tell the story of who you are, what you do, and how you are there to help your clients. If you're wanting to grow your business, improve your online presence, contact Girl Boss Photography to find out more about your options with their branding packages. You can send a message on Instagram at girl.boss.photography today. Have you been stagnant in the growth of your business? Would you like to see an increase to your revenue goals? Show your clients you are an authority in your industry by using visual storytelling with video, photography, and content strategy package with Girl Boss Productions. A video series will help customers get to know you and allow you to build relationships with people who want to support you. Using video on your website and in your marketing content, you can increase conversions by 80%. By enhancing your presence on social media and your website with updated and stylish photos, you can zhuzh up your marketing content. Giving it a little je ne sais quoi will grab the attention of your clients and they will take more time to read your post instead of scrolling past it. Utilizing video, photos, and a content strategy all in one package will promote your business to existing and potential clients and help develop a relationship with clients who want to support you which will result in increased sales. If you would like to know more about how you can enhance your business with video, contact girlbossproductions.com today. Have you noticed more and more people are dropping from social media? They're tired of being blasted by ads, by the nastiness that can be carried on endlessly with comments, accounts being blocked or deleted for no reason at all, and the reasons for people leaving and spending less time on these platforms continues. If you're only promoting and marketing your business on social media, this is not the best way to navigate your way to a successful business. But don't worry, I have good news. There is a way to reach your target audience. It's by email. Yes, email. Email marketing is not dead. It is alive and well. Businesses utilizing a smart email marketing strategy can increase sales, make connections, and deliver a message that will be more reliably received than depending upon an algorithm that continues to change. If you want to know more about how to grow your business with an email marketing strategy, go to girlbosscopywriter.com to find out more. Welcome back to Journey to the Rise. We continue our conversation with Deanna and we get into what happens if we get a one-way ticket and no set plans. Yeah. Wow. And so when, when you take this leap, like what was the next steps for you? Were like were you holding workshops? Did you stay in Wisconsin? Like did you just go home and be like, uh, what is
1: happening? <laughs> uh I didn't have time to think about it. Um, so that was in 2014. And, and again, I think this is the magic of the universe. So, in 2014, my dad um, had um, contracted guillain Beret and he was in the hospital for 90 days. My dad's a really fit and healthy man, and he was out scoping where he was going to ha- um, ha- put his deer stand. It was, um, you know, coming up on deer hunting season in Wisconsin, and. Within 12 hours, his legs—he described them as having spaghetti legs. Within another 12 hours, he was paralyzed. <gasps> and oh my gosh! Through the process, realized um, uh, through perfect set of circumstances that it was Guillain-Barré, which is treatable. It uh, can't be cured, but it is treat- treatable. Anyway, he was paralyzed. I think it was from his hips down and then his elbows down. So he was in the hospital, and then a swing bed, but after 90 days, insurance boots you out, and he still wasn't fully recovered. And my mom was one wing down, and so it made sense. I was single, and uh, made sense that I would move in with them and just help help out. So I did that, and that was uh, 2014. I was there actually about 18 months. True, 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 true blessing that disease was, is, on all kinds of levels which is a whole nother story but also at that time I was living with a girlfriend since 2011 out in the woods of Birchwood um, really facing now my second divorce and all the grief and anger and resentment and all the things that I created within myself and so I all my stuff was at her her place and I was living with my parents and then I had somebody that is so close to my heart that um, was self-medicating and had suicide ideation, which turned into suicide attempts. So all of these things were happening at the same time. I had left my job, didn't have time to do healing work and wasn't in a mental place too. I was stressed beyond belief. And then it was the turn of 2015, um, uh, a beautiful story that this person uh, with the suicide attempts, the lessons that I learned from this amazing soul and who is alive on this planet. Okay, um, good. Yet. Yep, and a, a fantastic teacher for me. I just, I've got so much honor and respect for this person. But that was happening actually at the same time. Um, I get a phone call and my girlfriend was killed in a motorcycle accident oh so I gosh. had these three major oh my gosh yeah life situations and um, the brothers had asked of, of my friend if I would move back to the house and until they could decide what to do with it because it was up in, in the country and I was honored to be able to do that and and this woman, oh my gosh, she shows up in the most amazing ways. You know, she's in, you know, in spirit, but she is totally with us, and I have zero doubt about that. Her yeah. her sense of humor is uncanny. But um, uh, so from all of that, I uh, her home sold in in that follow that was in May. In that following no- November, her brothers. Put the home up for sale they said you know it's gonna be it's in a resort area um you'll be here through the winter you know no, don't, don't worry about having to figure something out and in my mind i'm thinking no this is gonna sell fast uh because i knew what lou's intentions were for that land she built that it was a log home with her her brothers and her dad and she had an innate connection with nature and there were a lot of animals, and um, on this on this twenty acres, and and I was just clearing energy and pouring love into that space, just as she would do, yeah. and in honor of her. Mm-hmm. Within two days, the home sells. Oh my god! <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then, and I had all my stuff in storage um, that didn't fit in her house um, since twenty eleven and now you know here we are at 2015 and uh, there was somebody in Cumberland uh, that said you know our house has been up for sale and uh, we're taking it off the market we're going to Arizona why don't you move in here don't worry you'll be here through the winter we're not coming back from Arizona until spring and I thought oh great and they knew um, uh, that I at that time was teaching some classes and doing energy work and I thought you know now, after all these few months, I could get back into that. So I went to my storage shed and loaded everything up, totally staged the house. There happened to be somebody that looked at it, two weeks it sold. And I thought, wow, no. Somebody else asked, my house has been on the market for seven years. Can you, can you? (laughs) Right? <laughs> and I considered it, but I yeah. actually had a ticket for to go to Abraham Hicks, see Abraham Hicks in Phoenix, and I said, you know, I'll, I'll get back in touch with you when I when I come back. But I thought, I am not moving this stuff. I had it in storage, and if you haven't looked at it in five years, you don't even know what you have. You don't need it. And sure. there was a lot of emotion and energy with all that stuff because I, stuff that I had over two marriages. And um, so I, I got a little carried away. I started to put on Facebook, I'd take a picture, post, take a picture, post. I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. I either sold or gave away everything other than what would fit in maybe a 12 by 12 room. And uh, then my daughter had said, mom, why don't you just, you don't have to come back. Uh, just get a one-way oh. ticket. When you go see abraham and see what happens and i thought oh my god i've always been so responsible right. that would be irresponsible but gosh that sounds really fun right yes yeah. i'm getting a one-way ticket i'm getting a one-way ticket no so i got a one-way way ticket <laughs> so That's i go amazing. to abraham yeah i go to abraham and uh after the con uh the workshop I knew I was going to stay in Sedona for two nights. Well, I did. That turned into four, which turned into there were some other things that happened. Um, just kind of road tripping with my daughter because she joined me, and it took me six months to leave Sedona. And then wow. I went back to Wisconsin. I forced myself to go back to Wisconsin, and uh, and I was I booked up at a place for a, a month. Um, in Sedona and I thought if my heart pounds when I pull into Sedona I'm staying and that's exactly what happened I didn't know where I was gonna live there were some circumstances where I lined something up within a week it was like nope it's no longer available everything just kept opening up and so I had 100 100 percent unfallible trust in the process it's like if your heart says yes, if your heart says go and your mind is arguing, <laughs> right? <laughs> that logic follow trying to... the heart. Yes. yes. Follow the heart. Follow the heart. Because there are, there, you know, when we think of how, like how, if I right. was going to plan to move to Sedona, um, I've got to figure out, you know, how I'm going to get there. How I'm going to move my stuff. You know, I, I don't know. And we can maybe think of maybe four tops, seven ways to do anything in life. So not just, you know, moving, anything. Well, the universe has, you know, a gajillion ways for something to happen. So when we think that we can control, like, okay, it's got to happen, it's got to look like this, who are we kidding? The universe, you know, so I might think of, option 4, 7, and 9, and the universe is saying, oh, no, 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 idea 5,284 is going to get you there the fastest, you're going to have the most fun, it's going to be easy for you. Take that. So yeah. you, it's just being open, open mm-hmm. to, again, being surprised and delighted by the universe, which sounds really woohoo, but it clearly works. It, it clearly works. I'm
0: so into the woo woo because of what you just said. It works. So, if I run into someone who's like, mm, woo woo, and I'm like, don't question the woo woo because it will deliver <laughs> time and time again. Right. <laughs> and I recently yeah, heard someone kind of say, like... if you believe, once you start to really believe, avenues will open up for you. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened for you.
1: Yes, and it goes even beyond that step of believing. So, kind of like affirmations. Like, I can affirm something, but the missing component, like why something may not play out, is the emotion has to be there. Well, things had, in that situation, things had happened so fast that it was exciting, or I, there was excitement that would build up. So the emotion just came natural for me under those circumstances. Um, but for, yeah, when you be, when you believe it, and then if you can really get into that feeling space of it, yeah, and you can taste it, and smell it, and feel it, and you know, just all that juicy deliciousness of whatever it is that you want to draw into your life, you bet it's gonna happen. You know, you don't know the timing, um, but, but there's also, that's a whole nother subject of the whole time bending thing, but. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it kind of leads into what you have posted on your Facebook, a statement, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change by Dr. Dwayne du-
1: Dyer. Yes, it is. My all-time favorite quote, it has been for several years. Um, certainly those last eight years at the radio station, that was a quote I had typed it up, and I taped it everywhere. It was in my desk drawer. It was in my car. It was on my mirror. I couldn't get away from the quote because I could feel truth in it. Um, so change the way you look at things. So that there were situations or circumstances mm-hmm. that I was uncomfortable with. And it's never about the other person, which is a hard truth, but it isn't. They're just mirroring something to us that's triggering. It wouldn't be a trigger if it wasn't, you know, that frequency wasn't going on inside of us. So if I just change the way I look at something, a person, a situation, a circumstance, come around to the other side and look at it it seems like it changes but it's not it that changes it's me that changes so my perception then changes so I think it's a really powerful quote and I love dr. Wayne Dyer I um, I think that was my first uh, the very first book when I was at WITI actually a a guy had given me um, pulling your own strings so I was kind of on this path since, you know, 18 years mm-hmm. old, 17. I graduated when I was 17, but oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and I think
0: this is. I've heard that from other people, like they'll take a statement, they'll take an affirmation and they put it everywhere. And I, time and time again, when I've talked to people who've done that, it will transform their lives. And it
1: sounds like that definitely mm-hmm. happened for you. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I used to put, you know, all kinds of, you know, little affirmations around you are beautiful, you are you know? and some of them I just I wasn't ready to believe. It's like, yeah, baloney. No. Right. I, I'm I'm looking in the mirror. I don't I don't feel beautiful. Then there might be other days that I look in the mirror and, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what yeah, that, I'll take it. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but so that's getting back to you have to develop that belief behind it in that my opinion. reminds
0: me, absolutely and that reminds me of uh, a moment Lizzo shares when she's on stage and she says she does it at every performance and she will say to her audience if you have enough love for me then you have enough love for yourself and she will say you're all gonna say this together I am beautiful I am enough I, and she goes through all these incredible affirmations I'm like how incredibly powerful for someone like Lizzo, who has struggled through her own challenges, to say, We are going to come together and we're going to accept that we are enough and we are great. And to share that with her audience, I think is beautiful.
1: I love that. I love that. And like, if we, so people in the audience could look at her and say, Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I can say I love you, you know, or whatever. We cannot, or you're beautiful. We cannot see in somebody else something that's not already within ourselves. So if, yeah. if we see it, you know, like I look at you and I go, oh, you're so beautiful and you're vibrant oh, and sweet. colorful and playful. And, um, and then, you know, I have to do a self check. Well, Deanna, can you claim those things for yourself? hell oh, yeah you can uh-huh. <laughs> and and i'm i'm working on that um i'll probably always be working on that
0: <laughs> but my, i in it's, my heart
1: like i know that to be true you yeah. can't see it if you don't if it's not already within you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you talk
0: about on um, one of your posts about loving people loving life you say i'm passionate about making each day my best day and find life keeps getting better and better I facilitate a meditation retreats in Sedona, Arizona. Distance Reiki, Reiki. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. And love sharing our home for couples to enjoy a romantic getaway at our sunset or sunshine house in Sedona um, via Airbnb. Feel the vibe, embrace the love, find balance, peace, joy, harmony in this amazing life's journey. <laughs> That's so amen. Fin- yeah. <laughs> like what great energy you're putting out in just that very simple statement
1: and that's who we draw in it it, it's such a you know the law of attraction is a real thing just like the law of gravity Mm -hmm. um and i i feel that you know it's it's fun hearing you say that um because it's in it's in my bones that's that's what i feel and we draw the most amazing people yeah that's awesome.
0: I lo- and I, a friend of mine, she had an Airbnb and she would leave a book in the back for people and I would help her out time to time and clean. And the like you're saying, I would read what people would write and the kindness would just spill upon the page of people just staying in her space and the warmth that she brought. And I think that speaks volumes of who you are as a person and. I'm so grateful that you've recognized that within yourself so that you can go and help women the way that you do.
1: And that's where my passion lies. It's like, if I can feel this good and I have to, you know, there's a caveat, do I feel this good all the time? Hell no. Right. But I'm, but as a, as a whole, um, like I know what has worked for me and like, how selfish would that be if I just don't share? And granted, I get in my way often. Um, As we I all do. up against my <laughs> against myself and my limiting beliefs and my ego. Um, but the true passion is I want people to know this for themselves. Actually, I'm going to take that back. You already know it. You already know it. And it might be a remembering, just like with with myself, Like, I know it to be true, and sometimes I need, um, you know, I just need a little nudge to, oh, right, all right, (laughs) get back on track here. (laughs) And you also talk about being
0: uncomfortable, and I think this is something a lot of people avoid. We don't like being uncomfortable, we like our little cozy spaces, and you talk about well-written and a personification of a journey I continue to dive deeply into. The parts of myself I have denied and hidden have been eye-opening, heartbreaking and soul fulfilling. Taking responsibility for how things have played out in my life is just wow. Ineffable, uncomfortable, yet worth it for the future
1: only holds love. hmm <sighs> That was a pretty recent post. I've had a pretty major, situation this past year that came up. And again, the the people that are involved, um, I so honor because um, it gave me an opportunity to really dig deep and realize I'm always doing self-work because that's what I'm passionate about. And we teach what we most need to learn. Uh, and I spent, you know, whatever, five, six months, curled up in a little ball, oh, crying my eyes out, just not believing the situation that had occurred, and uh, when I dug deeper, it was really coming to terms with a shadow side of myself that I have denied and I didn't even recognize. I it's a piece of myself that I almost thought of like kind of outside of myself. Once I started to really look at it, um, like, Oh, I can't believe that's even me. And then to take that side, that shadow side and really, well, embrace it, embrace it. And it's like, this is part of me. It's not pleasant to look at and it hurts. But I'm going to take that and I'm going to pull that part of me right into my heart and just have some compassion and some grace. And that side of me that has been with me many, many years, uh, it served me at one time. It protected me. I, I needed that side, but I don't need that side anymore but I can still hold it, not try to get rid of it, not try to deny it, not try to push it away, really look at it, embrace it, and it helps um, create you know, more of the wholeness that's me. And then what happens? Well, there's even more love, self-love. So there are truly, truly gifts of having the courage to be real, my gracious, none of us, if you're walking on this planet, you don't have it figured out. <laughs> none of us right. do. <laughs> it's a process. And, you know, for us to just put on a front of, of you know, yeah, everything's all, all fantastic. Um, no, it's not. There are times that are, and there are times that are crappy. And uh, can we just walk with one another in that we don't have to fix anything. It's right. just an awareness and just walk with one another. And it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is part of who I am. This is part of who you are. And really yeah. all in all, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And I've noticed a big shift in myself. Like, um, share something personal, a friend of mine, cause I have horrible negative self-talk and I have for years. And I will forever be grateful for my friend Jill when one day we were out and I said something and she's, I will love her forever for this. But she turned and gave me the most defined look and said, do not talk about my friend that way. And I was like, oh my gosh, no one has ever cared enough to call me out on my ass. Like, dang. And that started going into the self-work and whatnot. And I started to really em- like embrace, if we are kind to ourselves, it is easier to be kind to others. But like the self-work that you went to do, it's not easy. And people don't, no. they don't like that.
1: But look at where you've
0: come and because yet... you did it.
1: And kind of the good news about that is like once you start so it's it's like peeling back you know layers of an onion yeah so uh, I believe it's true you know we're given what you know (laughs) what we can handle so a a layer is peeled back and then you notice a, a, a true change in yourself that is positive so then you're willing to go a little deeper and then, you know, compound that over several years, you can get to the really tough stuff. And the beauty is it doesn't take, you know, many years or um, that the the switch happens quickly. So even when I was curled up in a little ball in the corner crying, that was on me, and I needed to do that because I never allowed myself to truly grieve. Yeah. Um or to really feel sadness. Those are emotions that I was afraid of. I didn't want to feel grief. I'll, I'm going to cover it up with humor. I'm, I don't want to feel sadness. I'm going to put on my rose-colored glasses. And I've reached that point where, no, I want to feel. I want to feel. So I allowed myself to really feel. Maybe I went on too long. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's what I wanted to do and yeah, needed to do. Yeah. But then the, the, the self-work is it is it's a game of curiosity and um what is that called like an archaeologist when they're
0: oh like um, the the digs when the they go dig- for the the yeah.
1: archaeological digs for fossils so then there's there's treasures in there yeah. right they're finding treasures they're going into this dirt you know barren you know land and yeah. they're finding these treasures well, that's kind of what self-work is, and then once you know that it continues to be, so when you go to that um, that part where it feels like, oh this is going to be hard," uh, is it hard? Yes. Does it last long? No. Is it worth it? Hell, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hands down, a thousandfold. And you
0: being from the Midwest, people in that area are taught to repress your emotions.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm German, Norwegian, Stoic. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't. Very stoic no, no, people. Don't yeah. feel here. Have, 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 a cookie, right? <laughs> oh, you have. You're feeling bad? Oh no. Oh, here's some cake. You want some right. cake? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, um. So we're not taught. We're not taught how to, or what are the neighbors going to think? You know, it's a small town. Right. Oh, uh, yeah and now it's like I'll probably always worry what people think you know I'm I'm really trying to get past that but um, you know you have to be true to yourself you Mm -hmm. have to be authentic otherwise you're, you're just drained you don't have the energy because you're not being true to yourself yeah and people are gonna like you or not actually my friend Lou told me that she's like Deanna not everybody likes you. I'm like well, what?
0: Ooh! <laughs> yep. We're not everyone's cup of tea, and sometimes that cup of tea comes with a shot of whiskey. You know, like it's
1: not for everybody. Right. <laughs> and an all-night my bender. My gracious. Yeah. Um, but uh, I lost my thought there. My my connection. I was I was stuck on the bender. <laughs> Well, I
0: think along with what you're saying, like the German, Norwegian, like either there's even cultures. I've talked to people who are black and they're like, oh, in black culture, we don't do emotions. And you're right. We're not taught. And then that ends up being a build or walls. And then that festers into other issues that could even go into health issues.
1: Oh, absolutely. I would take that a step further. And could go into health issues will go into health issues. Almost, um, I don't know what the medical journals are saying now, Uh, I think the percentile is in the 90s of any given physical dis-ease is uh, related to stress. What stress? Emotions. So our emotions really, our bodies tell us so much. Our bodies have the ability to heal themselves um the likelihood is as difficult because we what's going to get in the way is resistance while our head gets in the way Um, like you don't really believe it to be true but our bodies are you know something doesn't feel good my back my back hurts um i so say for example well that actually this is how i first got into reiki i did have chronic lower back pain i tried everything i tried well Everything that's a loose statement, <laughs> uh, massage. I, I went to my medical doctor, I did um, chiropractor, I did acupuncture. Um, and I think it was my massage therapist that said, Have you ever tried Reiki? And I'm like, Reiki, you know, I had in my, in my head, Well, what's Reiki? Is that now what I know Rolfine to be? Like, you know, <laughs> pain, right, right? And uh, and I and I went, and you know, the you know, fast forward, um, my pain went away at fast. Once I started to learn Reiki and then went on to to teach Reiki, um, what I learned was the emotions that were in my body. So my, my lower back pain was my check engine light. Yeah. Something's amiss. Pay attention. What is it? And for me, it had to do with finances. It had to do with, um, you know, just not, not feeling, you know, safe to walk in this world. Um, and when I learned to work with that, the emotional aspect, the pain went away. Really? It's fascinating, wow. absolutely fascinating how it works. So emotions are a big thing, and yeah. uh, and I love that. You know, science. I, I'm a science. I'm a woo-woo girl. But I love to know the science behind, um, and I cannot learn enough. I just, I, it's such a another passion for me, of soaking in, you know, more about quantum physics and metaphysics, and and the connection between the brain, up here in our head, and the brain that's in our heart, um, and our gut, and that connection, and all of the organs, I. Uh, are actually there's certain emotions that are tied to certain organs so when we have something going on in a specific organ um, so I'm going to take kidneys for example kidneys on the emotional scale represent fear so if you're having a lot of kidney issues um, back pain lower back pain or you know like in that kidney area chances are it's a fear related issue and it may be an issue that um, was an initial trauma, whether it's a big T trauma or a little t trauma, from probably before you were seven, believe wow. it or not. Um, and then, you know, your, your, your brain starts to, you know, from that early trauma, starts to create a narrow pathway. This is what I need to do to feel safe, and this is how my body's going to react. And it's not until we start to address it and even changing our thoughts and our belief system around it that our this brain in our head creates a new narrow pathway for true change to take place and the body follows. Um, wow. yeah. Fascinating.
0: It is fascinating, and I I agree with you. I love the science. I'm not like one of those super science minded people, but I also when you were talking about that, it reminded me. I don't know if you've ever watched Friends or Big Bang Theory. But on Friends, with Phoebe would go toe to toe with Ross, who was a scientist, and then on Big Bang, when (laughs) Penny would go to toe to toe with Sheldon, and like they both had very valid points, and the scientists would always be like, "Oh, wait a minute. It's like yeah, the woo woo is there." Like. (laughs) (laughs) right
1: (laughs) and i love shows like that because because there is an inner connection Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of of teaching ourselves that yeah yeah learning Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm and you talk into in your social media posts about that it's important to brace all of your experiences to feel gratitude and let go to imagine a vibrant colorful adventuresome beautiful life when you are finally ready to let go of old patterns, habits, behaviors, thoughts, your life will be even better than you ever dreamed. When we recognize limiting beliefs on what may be holding us back from the life we desire,
1: what happens? Mm. <laughs> limiting beliefs uh so limiting you know, how do they even get started, you know? It can start when we're when we're little um uh good girls don't cry yeah be sweet oh you're so sweet I have to so that tells me as a little girl oh I have to make sure that I'm pleasing this person because I don't want to make them mad or um there's all kinds of limiting you know beliefs about maybe it's a a teacher you go up to read you know when you're in fourth grade and and you're stumbling over your words and the the class laughs at you and and oh you can't read well that becomes a limiting belief i can't read um which is it's all baloney anyway so we have a these patterns of thoughts that we keep thinking that form our beliefs and thoughts become things so then those play out into you know those life circumstances are are going to play out to prove mm-hmm. that that is that, to prove that that is right so once you recognize and it's it's just a, a matter of tuning in so some limiting beliefs are so strong and so instilled uh, that we can't even notice that they're a limiting belief but if you're feeling angst it's a, there's a limiting belief <laughs> involved. so then it's yeah, asking yourself is this true is it 100% True, um, and it's ha- you know having a lot of compassion with oneself, and like attracts like. So if it's um I can't do this, I can't start a po- start a podcast. I can't start a podcast because my limiting belief is I don't know enough. I I'm not good enough. I it's too overwhelming. Um, there's too many <laughs> too many pieces to put together. <laughs> um, who am I? Um, I have imposter syndrome. It's their idea, you know, all kinds of limiting beliefs. Yeah, is that true? Is that one hundred percent true, or can I just maybe start with something else and and you know work on that limiting belief? I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm addressing that in the intention Yeah, that you, you are, asked.
0: and I think people seem to get stuck and they struggle to find their way out of a pattern. So. What advice would you have for someone who, maybe they're going back to the wrong guy. Maybe they're in a marriage that isn't fulfilling and it's, or unhealthy, um, a job. I'm guilty of that as well, like a job that's not right for them, um, or someone who's not managing their stress well, like, I could go on and on with self-destructive behaviors that. Humans, we avoid doing the work. It's uncomfortable, yet we deserve better. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it, how hard is it to reverse these habits and, and find our way out of these
1: situations? Like, how can someone help themselves? And, and first off, to just have compassion. So, if it's a big life issue, um, you may not want to start right with that issue. So, what I mean by that is, um, I, mm, I, you know, maybe take a relationship. So, I'm in a marriage. Uh, I know it's not healthy for me. I'm, I'm scared. I don't know how to get out. And, um, you know, it that fear of the unknown. How am I going to survive? How, you know, whatever. Well, someone else maybe that's not the one. Yeah, yeah. So then is that too big to start with i uh, you know you uh, you you can but for some people it might be start with something smaller to start building up your confidence and coming back to what's true for you so doing little things as simple as breathing just breathing being present in this moment getting outside being in nature Maybe it's um, going to the grocery store and opening the door for somebody. Maybe it's paying forward a cup of coffee to somebody. Maybe it's making eye contact and asking the the person working behind the counter, "How are you doing today?" Right. Um, Right. And thank you for thank thanks for begging for me. Um, You know, really recognizing other people and. Again, the universe, law of attraction, that's gonna come back to you. It's gonna show up, maybe. So maybe not in that marriage, in that example. Um, it might come back in, a, you know, looking a little differently. But it's helping you build your confidence or getting you back in alignment of who you truly are. And once you're in alignment. Universe, You have to remember, the universe always has your back. So once you're in alignment, <laughs> in a relationship issue, there's going to be something that makes that person just kind of fade away. When we try to force it to happen, when we're not in alignment, it can get really ugly. Um, but if we are doing what we need to do for ourselves, and to be true to ourselves, you know, either we're gonna be in a good space to have a healthy conversation with that person or they're gonna start to lose interest. There's gonna be something because it's not a vibrational frequency. It's not not a match and the universe always supports something like that. Is that helpful? Yeah, absolutely. And
0: I love how you recommend starting small because that's something manageable that we can do. And it makes such a difference when you look in the eyes of the person who just handed you your coffee, or handed the bag that they just bagged, and just say thank you. Because people are not doing that; they're hey thanks, and they're out the door. But if you, it takes just as much time, and mm-hmm. you help that person. All of a, it's like transferring energy. Like I'm going to take the moment to really show you some gratitude, and then also maybe they're having a. fantastic day that's just going into a convoluted downward spiral but if you take that brief moment be like hey no really thank you thank you so much something just became easier for them
1: yes 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 and how do you know what that ripple effect is how do you know that just by you taking two not even two seconds Mm -hmm. and they go home and rather than you know who knows you know beating their right. child or you know having right. an argument with 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 somebody that they didn't go home and like oh just a, maybe even we're just neutral mm-hmm. or maybe they like oh it turned out my day turned around i actually had a good day yeah. you know can i do this for you we
0: mm-hmm. don't know
1: that piece but that is where it all starts
0: mm-hmm. yeah and having something more sizable you know how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time you you can get there faster than trying to take something ginormous and make it micro instead of macro so i love those suggestions it's something everyone can start doing right now today (laughs) yes right now
1: absolutely
0: and it feels good it does yeah yeah (laughs) It it really does, and if you happen to go back to that same coffee shop, that person's gonna remember. Or the grocery store, they're gonna remember. You know, they're gonna be like, "Hey, thank you." Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. like you said,
1: it's an energy force. You know, it's that ripple and effect. And it, it is total energy because it doesn't matter the words we choose, right? To anybody, it's our mm-hmm. it's um, the sense. That's why, um, you know. It's not what I say, it's what I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Why that's so powerful. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Actions speak louder than the words. Yeah. Kindness. Mm-hmm. It comes back to being and then, kindness. Right. And that felt sense. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it with Deanna. As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, we are going to continue this conversation in our next episode.
1: And we live in a benevolent universe, a loving, kind, benevolent universe. And I know that's a hard concept to um, embrace when you look at world events and, and whatnot. But a lot of that is humanness. Mm-hmm. So the universe is, does want, you know, <laughs> is going to support us in the positive things
0: Hey, thanks so much for listening to Journey to the Rise. Please do follow us on your podcast app so you have the latest episode downloaded. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our account is at Journey to the Rise podcast. This episode is researched, produced and edited by Girl Boss Productions. And please remember to be kind to yourself. When you're kind to you, it is easier to be kind to others. I'm Lucretia, and you've been listening to Journey to the Rise.